0: This 25-year-old has some major wisdom to share with us today. Was I that insightful at her age? I'd like to think so, but I wonder. Michelle Blackwell, or Mimi as she's known, has recently taken a big risk and switched careers. She shares with us her desire to be more fulfilled in her work life and all she has learned in this season of her life. (music) Mimi Blackwell is our by-request guest this week. We became acquainted through an online course we both took. Something told me to invite her on the show, as I didn't get to know her well during the class. I'm looking forward to hearing more about her. Welcome to the show, Mimi. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me on. Oh, wonderful. I, I'm, I am excited to get to know you more. Is there anything you want the listeners to know, uh, to know about you to get started?
2: Um, yeah. So, hi, I'm Mimi, um, or Michelle, Michelle Blackwell. I'm 25 years old and living in the UK. Um, For the past six years, I've actually been in law, but I'm transitioning out of that career and into a brand new one. So completely outside my comfort zone and yeah, going into something new.
0: Well, that's wonderful from law to something completely different. And we're going to hear more about that in a bit. Which three words would you use to describe yourself?
2: Um, I'd say I'm very ambitious. I'd like to think that I'm a very generous person and I I hope the people around me think that as well and think I'm, you know, a kind person. (laughs) Um, And I'd I'd say one of my favourite things about myself is that I'm very compassionate. By other people mm, mm,
0: that's always good you know that's that quality is not going to steer you wrong at all you might feel more deeply than other people but mm. you're you'll also feel more of the good stuff too in addition to you know your heart breaking for others so that that is a wonderful quality to have two truths and a lie have you ever played this do you know how it goes
2: yeah no idea yeah you okay great you so say it. some
0: things about <laughs> yourself and i will see if i can figure out which one is the lie
2: Okay, so the three things that I can think of. um, So I have a a deep fear of water. Okay. My mum is Filipino, so I can also speak Tagalog. And um, I was also on (laughs) some UK billboards. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, fantastic. Okay, fear of water. Mom is Filipino. And And I can speak
2: Tagalog. Uh, okay. We and you thought, can speak yeah.
0: to Gallog. And the third one is that you've been on bill, bill, billboards in the UK. <laughs> I'm going to set that one aside and I'm going to go back to fear of water and, oh gosh, these are hard. Okay. Um, I think that you ha- do not have a fear of water.
2: Okay, interesting. No, um, so it was it was a half and half one. So my mom is Filipino, but I can't speak Tagalog. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's a tricky one. A <laughs> trick that one. is a
0: tricky one. <laughs> okay, so let's start from the top. You do have a fear of water then?
2: Yeah, I think ever since I was probably about three years old. Did you have a bad experience? Is that what started that? Yeah, I always think back to what was my very first memory um, from when I was younger. And it doesn't really paint my mum in a good light but I remember her taking me out to the sea in the Philippines so I think the the fear of like being underwater and like almost feeling like I'm drowning I think that's almost where it stems from and then as I've grown up I've just never had like swimming lessons or anything like that to sort of combat that fear okay all right Okay, so we set
0: that one aside, and I, I hope that someday you feel comfortable enough to kind of, you know, take baby steps toward getting out of the, for, you know, for me, and I grew up near the ocean. There's so much joy to be had in the water, and I understand that yeah, I definitely. had a uh, a near-drown, well, you're not saying you had a near-drowning experience, but that was my experience uh, as a small child, And but, but I, I managed to overcome it, too. The... A greater degree. It's still a little bit there. I think I have a healthy respect for the ocean. Okay. And so you. Have you got any tips? Well, the tips it? are, I would just say baby steps, you know, take it in small little chunks for sure. You know, start with smaller bodies. Are you okay in pools?
2: Yeah, I think, well, in the shallow end, I think it's when I get to anything that I can't touch my feet on the floor. That's when I sort of panic. I I totally get that.
0: I would say um, some swimming lessons with uh, somebody Mm -hmm. who is trained in, you know, overcoming this kind of experience. And I think it's quite common. I really do so I, I would yeah. like to see you get to Hawaii or somewhere like that yeah. someday and be able to just go in and enjoy yourself that would be the ultimate. yeah okay so I, your mom is yeah. Filipino yes yeah, but that's you right, cannot yeah. speak what's it called again it's
2: Tagalog
0: Tagalog okay I didn't want to say it wrong Tagalog no, no, okay <laughs> okay yes
2: I can just about say it so okay <laughs> and,
0: and so you spent some time there growing up, right? Is that what you're
2: saying? About, no, so I've only ever been once when I was very, very young. I, okay. I sort of yeah, so my mum came over to the Philippines, um, sorry, came from the Philippines, and she spent, you know, a lot of her adult years, like young adult years in the Philippines, and then came over to the UK um, got it. where I married my uh, married my husband. <laughs> married my dad. <laughs> yeah, it was her husband, yes, got that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her husband. And um yeah, so I've In in lockdown last year, I was trying to pick up some, you know, phrases here and there. But I think next year it's definitely on my list that I do want to learn a new language.
0: Okay, so was that one time that you went and had that kind of? It was too big of an experience (laughs) for you at that time. Okay, so you didn't grow up going there on a regular basis, but your mom is from there and she moved to the UK, and that's how you came to be. Oh, that's wonderful. And then your last one was. Oh, I think you've totally been on billboards. (laughs) I I can, I 100% can see that. Have you been on billboards? Yes.
2: Well, it was, yeah, it was only for um, basically this apprenticeship sort of campaign. So in the UK, I don't know if you have them in America, but in the UK, we have apprenticeships. So you can do your qualifications while you're working. Um, And yeah, it was just part of that, that it then became part of a government campaign. So The UK government were pushing apprenticeships, and they just they picked me as one of the people they wanted to showcase them. (laughs) Wonderful,
0: wonderful! I can see that all the way. One of your favorite movies of all time?
2: So my favorite movie of all time is Pretty Woman. I knew you were going to say that. Julia Roberts and Richard (laughs) Gere. Right, it right.
0: I was like, I'm going to guess in my head. I'm going to guess she's going to say Pretty Woman. Pretty (laughs) Woman. Oh my god! What made
2: you? Yeah, what made you guess that?
0: I don't know. I don't know. That's, I don't know. We have had a few different guests who that, that has to be second after Sound of Music. Sound of Music's been definitely across the board, people's favorite movies. And then next would be Pretty Woman.
2: Yeah, it's just, it's a classic. I think I I have older parents, so growing up I would watch films that were sort of a little bit older anyway, but um, I mean, I think Pretty Woman actually is like 1996, so... I'm not sure, but that sounds about right, that sounds good. Um, So yeah, no, I I watched a lot of like rom-coms and things like that when I was growing up, so it's almost probably walked my sense of relationships now, but... (laughs) or help form them. Yes. Yeah. Aspiring. Yeah. right. All right. Name a woman that inspires you. Um, so for this one, I think I I could suppose, I suppose I could go down the business route and pick somebody who is, you know, aspiring for me in terms of business. But I think to be fair, I, I would say my mom and it's not something that I tend to say to her. So maybe I think after this, I should go and, you know, give her a bit of love, but she, um, she, she, when she was younger growing up, she went through something quite traumatic. So her mum passed away in childbirth with her younger oh. uh sister. Oh, um, and it's I think it's just something she's never really like spoken to me about, or she's always been quite, you know, emotionally strong when things like this happen. So I think that is something I admire in her. But on the flip side, I suppose it's also trying to come to terms with being okay with your own emotions and how to deal with your own emotions has been something that I've almost like journeyed through myself. Um, but yeah. And then I think when she was younger, she had a house fire um, oh, and she was God. one of eight. Yeah. She was one of eight children. So her dad had to bring up the whole family on his own as well. Oh, so it's just, my yeah.
0: I mean, you can't make this stuff up, right? I, I mean, know. You know this is, your mom has, has really been very resilient and it sounds like has really endured well through a lot of, very difficult traumatic times particularly in her formative years oh my goodness
2: yeah and she's such like a sweet little Filipino woman as well like you wouldn't really know that she's (laughs) been through any of this so yeah I think I think that is something that I definitely find inspiring.
0: Oh, in wonderful. Her. Well, you'll share this episode with her and she will hear <laughs> how inspirational she is now, not just to you, but to me and anybody else who listens.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh, I think that, that's no, great.
0: that's a gift. That's an absolute gift. What's a piece of wisdom you keep handy?
2: Um, so I think it's that one thing I like to bring myself back to is the idea that the reflection, my internal world and my external world are very you know similar so your external world is a reflection of what is going on externally if that makes sense okay your internal
0: right. world is a reflection of the wait which just comes first in your in this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> which so one <laughs>
2: I'd say, so your external world is a reflection of what is going on internally. Oh, okay. I think, I've got, I think I got that the right way
0: around. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, I want to make sure I I got it. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. And, you know, that, that, may, that does make sense. Your external world is a reflection of what is going on internally. Yes. And that is really very similar. Did, did you ever get paired with My Lynn at all? Yes, yeah,
2: the- I love her content. She's and you know she's such an inspiring woman as well. Uh, right, we I had
0: her on a few episodes ago, and she talked about her wisdom was, um, you she'd rather lose something in her mind than lose it in reality, oh
1: which I God. thought was
0: incredible. <laughs> so this is kind of like a tangent of that. Your external is a reflection of what is going on internally. So that's very close. I mean, those two things kind of go together in my mind in, in a really harmonious, good way.
2: Oh, yeah, very no, good. Yeah, <laughs>
0: very good. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Now let's take the deep dive. And this is your passion. This is typically what you might be sharing on social media or anything that you are, you know, trying to get up and running. I want to have a conversation about that. I want to start with the fact that you've been in law. And now you're heading into a new direction. So I kind of I want to back up a little bit.
2: Mm.
0: Have you are you a lawyer? Are you, uh, you know, a paralegal? Do they have that in the UK? I don't know. So tell us about the law thing and then take us into what's happening now.
2: Yeah. So um, I suppose wh- where it initially started off with. So when I was around 14, 15 in the UK, that is quite um a big time to be making your career decisions, you know, you're deciding what universities you want to go to and things like that. I think it's maybe equivalent to high school in, in America. Yes. Um, and I I've, I feel like because I was quite an academic student, I was quite, you know, talented and really good with exams, that my teachers almost pushed me towards a more uh, traditional career. Um, but on the flip side, I loved writing. I You know, I loved English. I loved um, art and having that creative side of things as well but I, th- I think I almost picked something that I thought would make me happy so I chose mm. quite a stable career with law um got into universities but I decided actually I wasn't 100% sure if I wanted to go down the university route and get a job coming out of university so I thought it would be better to almost go into a company first see if I liked it mm. do my qualifications as I worked um so yeah and then that was uh, a six-year journey from when I was 18 so I finished I finished my exams last September and um my my official qualification finished this year so the in the UK the title that I have is a chartered legal executive lawyer so wow. it sounds very fancy but it <laughs> um, it's it's meant to be I think with the UK regulations it's becoming more on par with a solicitor. Um, I don't know how it works in America if they right. have similar terms but yeah so I am a, officially a lawyer Wow! But I think for the past year or so I think the pandemic especially has just almost given me probably like everyone else a big wake-up call for what they really want in life. Yeah. Um, so yeah I feel like I've done a lot of you know soul searching over the past 12 months um, and just decided to start a blog, decided to you know, really work myself and work on finding what would make me happy and fulfilled because I got to a point where I thought law isn't giving me this. Oh,
0: so you, even though you excelled at it in the fact that you're naturally good at things, especially those things you work at, you, you found that it's not really fulfilling you the way that you would, would like something to fulfill you.
2: Yeah. I think, I think when I first started it, I had this vision in my head where I'll be happy when I get my qualification. I'll be happy when I graduate. Uh, Um, And I think that idea of almost postponing happiness to a future time, when I got to those sort of key stages, when I thought, oh, I'll have it all together and realised that I didn't, that was a big thing to almost come to terms with.
0: mm. And
2: it almost made me question, you know, why why aren't I happy? Why don't I feel as fulfilled as I envisioned for myself? Um, And then I think a lot of it, from that point was me realizing, going on a journey and realizing that I wasn't living in the present moment. I was very much caught up in my head and thinking about the past and the future. So,
0: yeah. interesting. So you Mm. were able to arrive at that place that you weren't really settling in and investing in now. You were thinking about what had happened in the past or borrowing what's going to happen in the future.
2: Yeah, I think I almost... Probably used it as a form of escapism I don't know if you know any of your listeners have sort of would resonate with that but yes a lot of the time I visualize so much about the future and what's going to happen that I forget that I can be happy now and I can make the most of now and when you are fully present and aware of what's going on in this moment there's nothing really ever to worry about right that makes sense yes (laughs) yes absolutely okay so what's
0: would you like to share with us the new thing? I mean, what, what, where are you, where do you want to step into what's calling you?
2: So at the moment, so about 12 months ago, I started a blog and an Instagram page just to sort of, it was more to document little things that I was learning along the way and the books I was reading or, um, you know, the little bits of wisdom I was picking up here and there and how almost my mindset was shifting. So the first thing I started off with was really sorting out, you know, my daily habits and making sure that I had a good morning routine because I think I think I was so focused on almost like developing myself and creating a life that I loved day to day rather than, you know, a moment in the future that it became more important to me to build that for myself. So, um yeah, I started with the morning routines and the evening routines. Um building healthy habits. And then I mm. sort of it's more recently I'd say progressed onto going on a, a healing journey and dealing with the more difficult emotional side of things. Mm. Wow. That's fantastic. And you were
0: able to do make those shifts by doing some readings, spending, you know, being aware and wanting to be more in the present. And then um, so you know, doing probably some journaling and the blog, the blog yeah. is a great way, you know, for those of us who like to write or use it as a way to express, you were able to arrive at this different place of changing some routines and habits that felt healthy and better to you. So where are you at right now? Are you um, you know, with your routines and, and being in the present? Do you feel like you have been able to to, you know, really make that shift?
2: Yeah, I feel like I was, um, I almost found a routine that really worked for me. So, you know, I read the 5am club, I read Atomic Habits and tried to instill so many pieces of external like, wisdom and advice that I almost lost sight of what I actually enjoyed myself. So my morning routine is a lot slower now and it's... Mm it's, you know, more consistent. If I try and move my body every morning, even if that's like going for a walk or just, um, you know, a quick yoga workout, going to the gym. And then I will also try to have some time to myself to like meditate or journal, or even if it's just, you know, sitting and enjoying a morning hot drink, but being (laughs) like fully aware of, you know, how it tastes, how it smells. Uh, Oh, I I like that. I can't smell anything at the moment so (laughs) maybe not that (laughs) um but yeah so yeah no I think it's I think it's good I think almost having that side of things and working on my self-development and self-improvement it's almost propelled me to change careers because I've I've almost said to myself that I'm not going to stay in things that aren't fulfilling to me Mm. and I don't want to waste loads and loads of time and things that aren't bringing me happiness right now. So that was also a big factor in, in changing careers. Mm, one. Okay. So you were in a career, <laughs> you did
0: well in it. And now you're, you're, you're shifting into what brings you passion. What does, what is bringing you passion? Where, where is your heart? Where do you want to head?
2: Um, so I actually got offered a job based off, running this blog which you know really I to, yeah your blog was to people. oh my
0: gosh your blog was so successful that you were offered a job
2: yeah that's right yeah oh my
0: gosh that's <laughs> incredible that's really incredible so,
2: um, oh my god yeah no so I'm I'm actually just um I've just taken a job in in, in the social media marketing oh. industry um, and yeah, it's just, it's a very fun, creative environment. And, you know, I get to express myself. I'm doing a lot of writing within the agency as well that I'm working for. And I just feel like I it's an environment that I can learn so much in. And, you know, even if I spend a couple of months and realise, actually, I want to take it in this direction and do this, at least I've given it a go. And I think a lot of people, and I, I was definitely guilty of this, um, for a long time, staying in something that isn't happy, isn't making you happy, but it's all you've known or you, because you've invested so much time into it, you're almost too scared to take yourself out of it.
0: Right. Right. And do you, now that you took yourself out of law and you've made a 180 degree turn or whatever kind of a turn we want to call it, are you, do you feel relieved and you're on a new path that feels like it's going to bring you some, you know, fulfillment?
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like, it was definitely the right choice for me at that time. And that's not to say that, you know, I might not ever go back to law in the future or anything like that, but I knew knew that it wasn't making me happy and it wasn't necessarily where I was working or the people I was with because everyone I was working with was, you know, so lovely. But I just knew deep down that the work I was doing wasn't fulfilling me to the point that I wanted to do it day in, day out. Right. Um, And having this transition, I think to be fair, looking back on it, the biggest the most challenging thing was actually making the decision to leave and Mm. to actually take the action to to hand in my notice. That was because it's a
0: risk. It's a risk, mm. right?
2: You're like, well, I don't know
0: how this is going to go, but I just know I I feel compelled and I need to do this.
2: Yeah. I think the scariest thing for me as well. um, So I, I worked for an amazing company and they actually offered to pay for the law practice course for me, which is, the route in the UK to transition from child's legal executive lawyer to solicitor and almost get like your full legal rights. Um, And for me to self fund that, that would be 15,000 pounds minimum. So to turn down that opportunity and take a complete risk (laughs) in something that I've never, you know, I've never done before. I've only really had experience from something I've been doing in my spare time. Right. It, It was definitely, you know, scary. And I didn't, I felt relieved when I had done it, but then obviously a couple of days after, you get the panic of have I made the right decision? Um, and uh, I think sometimes even making the right decision isn't necessarily going to feel good inside because it's you know something that you, you don't know about, you don't know. Right? Yeah. Whenever somebody some, doesn't yeah. know.
0: Right. The yeah. unknown. There's always that question mark. How is this going to go? And you you can't know. You can't know. I I love how you said I can always go back to law.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know it's still there it's not going anywhere and that you know psychologically emotionally can be your safety net like yeah I can always do that if if I need to but it sounds like you're not going to need to this is so exciting can I (laughs) ask you a couple follow-up questions so one would be how did your blog get noticed that's I find that so fascinating
2: so it's It's almost a strange one. I definitely feel like for this industry and how I've landed into the role that I am, it is a lot about who you know. Um, But I think a lot of the choices I basically made over the past year have led me to this point. So Mm. I almost feel like it has, you know, it has almost dropped in place. But um, I basically took an opportunity to just do a a photo shoot for a friend. She needed um, some last minute you know people to just come and do a shoot for her and I had so much fun on the day for this company who were running the shoot um everyone was lovely I, I liked the you know the creative aspect of the whole day and it was just a lot of fun um and I was just speaking to them and said oh you know if I ever wanted to go into the creative industry this is somebody that I'd want to work for um and I've almost like just kept in touch with that company and Ooh, good. and it was so strange the day that I scheduled all these meetings to hand in my notice I actually got a call at lunchtime to ask me to come in to you know discuss everything so yeah it was very out of the blue because I think I think before then it was like six or seven months before when we did the photo shoot so yeah it was it was I think it was the perfect timing to be honest
0: wow that is so great I love hearing how that all just lined up so well for you okay the other thing I wanted to ask was about okay so you're into the social media world now I wanted yeah. to ask you about social media like habits your habits okay you're doing this for work you know I, I, do you, are you I guess we're calling I, I just talked to a gal not too long ago. social we, media wellness so in other words mm. trying to like keep it healthy
2: how how do you keep it healthy yeah this was um this was a big thing for me as well when I first started my Instagram page because I think it's so easy to get caught up especially in the comparison culture of seeing almost getting that instant feedback and that instant gratitude you know if you when you put up a picture you get a like and you you know or on the flip side if you post something and it you don't get the recognition that you want <laughs> it can be quite disheartening so I think when I initially started out I was very focused on followers and um, you know how well my posts were doing but that also I think can have a, a very significant toll on your mental health when that becomes your job because it's almost like you're seeking external validation and you need to be okay with whatever you're putting out there that you're happy with that content or you're happy with how it looks rather than focusing on everyone else telling you you're doing a good job um but in terms of social media wellness i i I'm quite good I think at setting my own boundaries good so i I filtered my feed with who I was following and making sure that the content I was consuming and the mental diet I had reflected what I wanted and what I wanted to learn because I think it's so easy when you're just scrolling mindlessly you, you take in a lot of negative information you know you can take in um you can you know end up comparing yourself to a lot of women and I think especially young women have that problem mm-hmm. I've definitely had that in the past where I'm comparing myself and thinking I need to go and you know buy new things or get certain treatments or yeah. whatever it is that you know is <laughs> like trending um So yeah, I'm quite strict on that. I try to have also a day a week where I'm not on my phone as much. So I'll go for a nature walk, I'll run errands, I'll, you know, cook healthy meals. And I just try and take myself out and have almost a social media detox every now and then, just so I'm not constantly consumed by it. That's fantastic. I really appreciate
0: that. As somebody who's obviously older than you, I appreciate that you are speaking into that uh, by lead leading by example. And that, you know, now this mm. conversation is out there and and we've had this conversation before some on this show about how you juggle that and, you know, enjoy the benefits of social media without having it become too much of who you are or what you think about yourself. And then it's yeah. not, it's not healthy anymore. And I think, I think you're right. I think young women in particular, can really get sucked into that cycle of, you know, instant gratification and comparison and all those things. So thank you for speaking into that. I, I really appreciate that very much. So is there anything you want us to know in conclusion as we wrap up here?
2: Um, I think just from what I've learned in the last 12 months and, you know, what we spoke about today, I think the biggest thing that I've oh, well, I've learned to big things I think personally I think one is that the most growth happens outside of the, your comfort zone so the things oh that you my find gosh. terrifying <laughs> yeah that's where that's where you need to almost take yourself um on purpose that you need to go out and seek the things that are scary and oh. that don't feel comfortable for you I think that's a big thing I've learned and also that it's so important to focus your attention especially I think for any young girls who are listening to this um or anyone who hasn't necessarily cultivated a, a healthy relationship with themselves before but that's something I'm almost um trying to learn at the moment and just trying to give to myself as much as I'd give to other people because I think I'm I've had tendencies before where I've been quite a people pleaser and overgiven to others but it's really time for me I think to give back to myself
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. I can, And I, I think it's so much, you can't really give to somebody else what you haven't first given to yourself. You yeah. have to be, you know, full and on that good journey. Cause obviously we never get there. I mean, that we just don't, but, but we're in the process of always moving forward and, and doing those good things to be good to ourselves. So, I really appreciate that. I, you know, at age 25, you, you know, that, and you are you, like, we all are working on that. It's, you know, we're, we are works in progress for sure. I am yeah. very grateful that you're speaking into that. Mimi, this is um, so wonderful. Did you have one more thing? Go ahead. Go.
2: Yeah. Could I just ask you a question actually? It's is something yes. I'm quite curious on. If sure. you were to sort of, Give advice to maybe like your twenty-five-year-old yeah, self. Yeah, my younger self. You think. Yeah, what do you think you would um, you would say with all your your wisdom? Um, well, I love so much
0: of what you said about being in the present, about not looking into the future, and not you know the past is already passed. You know, you can't. Mm. There's very little you can do about that. I I really like uh, so much of what you've said, and I continue to learn from people of all ages. Um, What would I say to my younger self? Just, I would say, breathe, relax, you know, keep doing the things, enjoy the process. I would, I would, I would say that more because I think like you, I was, well, I just, if I just, once I get there, well, now Mm. I'm there. Okay. But once I get there, now I'm there. Well, once I get there, I I would say, enjoy, enjoy the whole journey of getting to the different benchmarks. I would, I would say that for sure.
2: Oh, no, Absolutely.
0: You. Yes, you're already you doing it. <laughs> you're already doing it. I love it. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. Mimi, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us and sharing with us all of these various thoughts that will we'll speak to many people.
2: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Rochelle. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Take care.
0: I'm not sure if it was a bracelet or earrings. You likely heard a little jingle throughout our conversation. I'm going to liken it to Christmas bells. From changing small things like your daily habits to bigger things like shifting your mindset, Mimi knows growth occurs outside your comfort zone. I applaud the truth of this. It's worth the risk to do the scary thing. Otherwise, you'll always wonder, what if I'd done that? Let's say it doesn't work out. Well, then you have some new things to take with you to the next thing. And by all means, learn to live in the moment.
1: The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under unabashedyou. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired.
0: And now our blessing. Let's hear it for being in the present. For the past is gone and the future is ahead. A whisper away. May we focus on where we are, who we are with, and what we are doing. Let us be. May we ever be present to it all. Amen. Now go be anabashed. Be